We just wrapped up with Coach Ed Tupper, who is the head baseball coach at Castro Bay High School and also uh, my former varsity coach. So that was cool to reconnect with him. We've talked a few times um, on different things since I graduated, which is quite a while ago. But this is a, the first time we've had a really long, extended conversation, and it was, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, just hearing his perspective on, obviously, the pandemic, which we, we seem to talk to every guest about because you can't really escape it right now. It's just what's going on and how it's affecting, how it affected his team this year, how it's going to affect his team next year, and just his overall thoughts on it. Uh, it was a great podcast. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And just, you know, he just has had some really good advice to give. He talked about, you know, way back when, you know, just being a young head coach when he was back when he was 28 and just that experience. And poor guy, I had a lot of questions for him. <laughs> he answered it the best he could. No, he did a really good job. And um, yeah, great? it was that. Yeah. And it was, it was fun kind of listening to you guys catch up about some stuff. So that was cool too. And um, yeah, it was just a great conversation with him. So we, um, we really think you guys will like it. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, I didn't cut you off too much or or uh, just take over too much. It happens sometimes, but on a regular well, basis. But if I know someone, it gets worse. So <laughs> I was gonna say, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, that's, en that's enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Coach Tubber. Coach Tubber, see ya. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is the Casa Roble High School head baseball coach and actually my former uh, varsity baseball coach, Ed Tupper. What's going on, Tup? What's up, Josh? How you doing? Hi, Deb. Hi. Thanks for being here. When, we were, uh, when I texted you about this and asked if you'd want to be on, you said this is your first time doing a podcast. Yeah. Right? I've listened to a bunch, but I've never been on one. <laughs> I was going to say... I feel like, man, I feel like if you listen to a podcast, you're kind of, you're kind of prepped anyways. I know in the past, you and I have texted back and forth. Like, you'll text me. It's like, hey, do you hear Goggins on Rogan or did you hear this one? And so I feel like I, I can tell that you're a big podcast fan. So I feel like if you've uh, listened to any kind of podcast, you're kind of prepped to do your first podcast. I'm not worried about this at all. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find um, out. Yeah, the last, I think the last one you did was uh, um, with Victor was that in uh, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, love yeah, and I was I was up in Tahoe, and I'm like I'm going for a hike this morning, and took you guys along for the ride. That was that was kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Victor, and um, you know, for him to be willing be willing to share his story on the podcast is really cool because I know it's a pretty it's a pretty tragic but also pretty powerful story. Um, not easy to tell for sure, but he was willing to do that, and I think a lot of people uh, benefited that for sure. But um, yeah. Hey, man, you listen to the podcast. You know we have some warm-up questions. So, Deb, what do you got for Tup today? He, he's ready for his warm-up questions. Well, maybe the last one, maybe not the first two. So, yeah. as you know, you know he's kinda, he kind of already tipped off to us. He's like, I think I know my life song. I am so excited because I don't know. I'm, Josh, I'm trying to think of any other guests we've had that right off the bat comes in and goes, I know my life song. Right? Or has it? Can you think? No, this is what they typically do. Those dudes lie to us. And they come <laughs> and they say, oh, I, I don't know. And they pretend like they're thinking. And you can tell they come up with it pretty quick. 
It's like they knew yeah. coming in, but they try to mm. pretend like they didn't. So right? uh, I appreciate I you love it. Know. And I just want to say this too, great. before we get to the, before we get to the questions, uh, back when I was playing ball for Utah, you always had the, the seven P's, right? Uh, is it proper pe- preparation protects poor performance, prevents Close. poor performance? Close. It was five P's. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at math. That's my sister. She's the math teacher. That was actually uh Zeb Beckerism. Oh, that was Zeb's. Okay. He, I, um, Proper preparation prevents poor performance it was the five Ps. Oh, wow. There we go. So five Ps, I was a little bit off, but the idea still remains. And uh, you showed that today when you sent me your life song before we even started. So, but I don't know why you, I don't know why you picked it. So I'm excited to hear that, man. So anyways, Deb, what do you All got? Right. Question number one. All right. So the first two questions are usually different. And then of course we have the life song question at the end. Um, but the first question is, it's just super simple. Do you have a quarantine TV show that you've been watching? And why? Oh, um, not really. Like, I just got Netflix probably like a month ago. Really? So I, I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, and everybody talks about this show, Ozarks. And, uh, right. I just finished that. Uh, Game of <laughs> I've never seen Game of Thrones. I don't even know what it's about. Um, <laughs> so. Okay. It's okay. You're not missing. With Game of Thrones, people rant and rave about it, but I honestly can't even stay awake for yeah. a third of the episode. <laughs> I did watch uh, on Amazon uh, Jack Ryan. I thought that was oh okay yeah oh very um, cool. That was but that was a while back. But okay, regular TV shows. Yeah, not really. Yeah, I, I spend yeah. now that we're spending so much time in front of a screen. It's like oh my god, even really want to turn the TV on. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah that's right it's definitely it's funny because before all this happened I I th- I'm, I could have said I could have said the same like I didn't watch a ton of tv just because you know just being so busy after school with after school events and sporting events and I'm just like I can't watch tv so I would have tv on in the background and now that I'm sitting in front of a computer all day teaching of course I'm going to watch tv for the rest right. of the night when I get home and damage my eyeballs even further. Right. So, well, but <laughs> part of the reason we, uh, you know, are both PE teachers is like, we love being outside. And I never yes. sit at a desk and here I am. Mm-hmm. My table is my work, my workstation. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I was telling yeah. Well, like, and even PE teacher or not, it's like teachers don't sit. That's what I was saying. One episode. Teachers don't sit when they teach. And so I don't know about you, but my hips have been cramping up a lot lately, just sitting that much. Insane. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Okay, it's brutal. Uh, question number two. What is the best meal or food item that you can cook? Ooh, the best one? Um, yeah. Well, people pro- my, some friends of mine will probably get sick of me talking about it, but uh, <laughs> last year we got uh, – we got a Traeger smoker. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, I tell you what, you can cook anything on that thing and it's going to come out mm-hmm. good. Um, but if you had to say one thing, um, I think I'd just go try to. Nice. Okay. Or, or just a nice steak and some salad and a baked potato or some, some veggie nice. or whatever. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's I'll say awesome. this, you, uh, I don't know if you've done it recently, but for a while, man, you were posting a lot of food pictures. It was, I'll tell you what, and it's like, I feel like this is like one of the highest compliments I can give you. Um, 
sometimes when I'm scrolling through, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, or whatever, sometimes when I, if I do it, like scroll through quickly, it's almost like I'm looking at Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram or, or Facebook because I'll see pictures of you like doing hunting and then doing some kind of like CrossFit workout and then seeing like you eat like elk meat. It's like, oh yeah, that, that could be, that could easily be Joe Rogan's Instagram as well. <laughs> uh, is there a better compliment than that? That's pretty high. <laughs> that's, that's very high. I was just, listening, I was listening to him earlier actually. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, these days I, I've got myself to sp- not spend less time on social media because I, certain things I just don't want to engage in. Um, but I used to like, put a lot of, a lot of food up there and some adventures and things like that with friends. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about that later. Cause I have a couple of questions for you where I think that's going to, uh, that's going to slide in perfectly, but we'll, we'll you, say you, didn't, you didn't put that in the pregame notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you'll know this. We're, uh, we're constantly on our, our CDE plan on this podcast. So we send the notes and like I text you, it's a loose, loose guideline. <laughs> Constantly calling those yeah. audibles. We, right. go on, we go on rabbit trails all the time. Often. We try not to, but yeah. can't uh, help it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, we got the one that you're you ready for. for are you ready for What's the that? classic question? Okay. Are you ready for the classic life song question? If you could pick one song that, you know, talks about your life or the season of life that you're in, that's out there recorded in the world today. What song would it be? Your life song. So I sent taught Josh the, uh, yeah. the song um, and I couldn't pick one. Obviously, you know, obviously I don't think anybody can, right. Whether it's mood season, mm-hmm. whatever activity you're doing, you know, working out or running or yeah. whatever. Um, but that song is, is called the song is called safe side uh, by the Whelan brothers. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like a surfer kind of, uh, brothers band and they're they're not real big or anything like that but uh, the song um, the, and I'm not a lyrical guy like if it's if it sounds good cool um, yeah. I don't really care about lyrics all that much but the, the, the thing I get about out from that song is like sometimes we think we're doing the, the easy thing and the safe thing and, and is that really safe is it is it uh, it's hard to put yourself out there a lot of times and we feel safe in our, you know, where we are in our home or whatever we're doing. And it's very, very infrequent. I think for a lot of people that uh, try something new, go somewhere new, uh, try sushi when you've never had it before, you know, like just anything you can do. And you guys know, this is like the more you, uh, put yourself out there outside of that comfort zone. That's, that's where you find out a little bit more about yourself. And, and, and I think you toughen yourself as well. And I think all of us um, could do that more just to, you know, callous up ourselves yeah. a little bit. So not, not super deep, but like, it's just like, to me, it's like go out and do stuff and have fun and, and don't be afraid to, uh, I can't remember when the lyrics was like, don't let your fears get in the way of doing something. And uh, yeah, I think that's just try to live your life. You know, yeah. you don't, there, you don't know, uh, you know, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting old sometimes, but you don't know how many trips around the sun you have, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sure. I think, 
I think that was deep. That was deep. Oh, for sure. Get off off the ledge. Take a jump. Mm. Nice. That's a good one. I listened to it briefly when you, after after you sent it to me. Um, I do like the vibe of it for sure. And uh, I'm going to have to check out the the Wheeland brothers a little bit more because I like the, I like the sound a lot, but yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a great point though, man. Like I heard somebody the other day say something uh, to the effect of growth, growth can't come without discomfort. And so whatever it may be, whether it's your lifting and trying to a strength training program, or maybe you're trying to lose weight, or maybe you're trying to just learn something new. I mean, there's, you're not like, if you're comfortable, like you're just going to be kind of, kind of there, right. Kind of neutral. You're not going to really be growing at all. It's just like, it's what you're comfortable doing. Yeah. You're used to it. And, but once you start getting uncomfortable with something, that's when you start, like you said, tough, you start learning more about yourself. Um, you challenge yourself a little bit more. And then I think you reveal parts of yourself that you didn't realize were there. So I, I love that, man. That's great. Yeah. I think too, what it does is, sorry. Um, once you do it, it makes it easier for you to do it again. Right. Absolutely. Right. Right. Well, that's what they say for a lot of people that are trying to get into going to the gym, right? Like some people love it and it's not a problem, but you have some people that might be trying to lose weight or get in better shape and they hate going to the gym. They hate running, whatever it might be. But once you start going, you start getting into that rhythm and it becomes, it becomes a part of your everyday routine. Then all of a sudden it's not as difficult, like you said, because you're just used to it. It's just really taking that first step is the most challenging thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like when Josh makes me uh, record on my by myself. I just I just need a few reps by myself, and then I get comfortable with it. <laughs> no, yeah. A journey of a thousand steps, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Well, hey, dude, you survived the warm up questions. Well done. The rest awesome. of this, the rest of this will be easy. Yeah. So uh, we like to start off everybody with the same question, and uh, just tell us a little bit about your athletic and coaching background. Where did you start, and then how did you end up to where you are now? All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take a trip down memory memory lane yeah. here. Um, I uh, graduated from uh, Mesa Verde High School in 1992, uh, section title champs, um, Division Two at the time. Nice. Um, and then this is gonna be I don't even know uh, when I get, got out of high school I went in the Army Reserves. So the year after I got out of school, I went to the training, came back and uh tried to go to sierra college and play and uh but i missed the whole fall so i i couldn't i couldn't play baseball that year so i just um tried to go to school and that didn't work out very well um so i just got a job and worked and whatever and then the following spring or following fall went went out for the team so i played two years at sierra under coach Steve Eakes, um, and then went to transfer to Cal State Hayward, which is now known as East Bay. Um, played two years down there, and then I wasn't really sure. I was still in the Bay Area, and then uh, tried that out for a little bit, and I was like, no, nah, that's not going to work. Can't make <laughs> you can't survive down there on a t- as a teacher. Yeah. Um, so I moved back home and got the JV uh, – baseball job at my old alma mater um coach barney uh, hired me to be the head jv coach so we had me and one other guy uh mike silver um that coached that year following year uh got a job in antioch antioch middle school and uh commuted down there for a year and a half or two years and uh was an assistant i actually applied to be the varsity baseball coach and 
small. The world's really small as Josh, you and I know. Yeah. My parents work together <laughs> or my yeah. mom. And dad. Um, yeah. So uh, I was an assistant in Antioch for two years under Gary Alexander. Um, okay. And then long, I don't know how long the story you want to make. Uh, <laughs> hey man, as long as you want. As long as you want. My, yeah, yes. stories. Yep. my dad was living in Lake Tahoe at the time. And, uh, I saw Cass at a, at a, at a, a job opening for PE. So I, on my way up to Tahoe, I just popped in and asked if the principal was there. His name was Bill Hooper at the time. And I was like, Hey, this is who I am. I'm looking for a job. I'm a baseball guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, interviewed, wound up interviewing and didn't, I wasn't their first choice. Um, but I did get eventually hired. And then, uh, so my first year at CASA was, uh, Oh one Oh two. And Jerry Cruz was the head coach. Um, so I was an assistant under him for a year. Uh, the following season, he stepped down and I took over in Oh two Oh three was my first year. We're still going. Yeah. Thanks. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about that too, because obviously, uh, Oh two Oh three. So yeah, that, that first year, your first year coaching there was my freshman year at Casa. And, uh, I just remember watching that varsity team and there was an incredible amount of talent on that team. What, what was that like going into that situation? Obviously you had, you had been coaching there, but to be the head coach of, you know, for the first time that year, was that, did you feel a lot of pressure with that? I mean, you guys won sections that year, so it ended up pretty well, but did you feel a lot of pressure going into that season? Um, it, it was interesting because as a, as a head coach, I didn't really have, I had no idea what I was doing as a head coach. Um, I was 28 years old. I'd been a head coach at the JV level one time. Um, so I didn't really have like a mentor, you know, um, mm-hmm. it was the information I see, I see, I was looking for it, you know, like books and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to figure out what I was doing, but yeah, we were, so blessed with the, uh, we were loaded that, that year. Um, oh, dude, it's wild. And, and, you know, we had tons of guys go play college and, and we had a couple guys get drafted and, uh, you know, Reinhardt made it to triple a and, yeah. um, Mickey, Mickey was a junior. He went to UCLA and, um, yeah. So out uh, shortstop, Josh, with the stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, as far as pressure goes, I, Maybe a couple times I, I can tell you, but I know, I think the I was a young, I was young. I mean, you know, 28 and you don't know anything. I mean, <laughs> you think you do. I thought I did. Yeah. I mean, I, knew, I, I know, I, I know I knew the game. Sure. Um, but what I didn't know was like all the other stuff that was involved of it. And I think, um, I think parents were a little like this guy, he doesn't, he's too young. He doesn't know what he's doing. And, you know, and, and then everybody and the, and the parents knew we were good, yeah. Um, you know, and talented, and, and we didn't make the playoffs the year before that, um, and that was a really good team as well. Um, sorry, my dog is barking in the back. Uh, it's all good. We love dogs. It's all good, it's all good man. Yeah. <laughs> she she wants she what? wants some attention. She's trying to steal what your shine. Of, okay, <laughs> now I now I need to know what kind of dog. She's a yellow lab. Nice. Oh, she's yeah. thirteen. And sometimes wow. she barks because she can't get up by herself. She needs some help. Yeah, yeah. Aww. 
And my, yeah. my wife just came to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to the wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I've just always been curious about because we haven't, you and I haven't really talked about, you know, the beginning of your coaching career and, and your head coaching career at CASA. And I was always fascinated, fascinated by that because, I mean, to this day, man, I still tell people that it's tough. Sometimes it's tough for me to watch high school, the high school playoff games. Um, that I go to now because that that was my first experience watching playoff high school baseball, and you guys had some of the most exciting games I've seen um, in, during that playoff run. I remember when you guys played. I believe you guys played Rockland, um, and I, I remember, yeah. right. And I remember seeing Bill Reinhardt hit one out to right field, and I think that either tied the game for you guys and took you guys ahead in game one. And then I watched the section playoff game for you guys, and that was a wild ending. You know, as tight as it could possibly be against what was it, Matt Couch. I think it was pitching for that team. We beat that guy four times that year. Right. And he was all a stud. By, all, by, all by one run. Right. Right. So I just remember, like, I've told people, like, that That was my first uh, playoff high school baseball experience, just watching that. And it kind of ruined me for the rest of my life because I haven't seen one as good <laughs> as that. So. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> it's funny the things you forget and the things you remember about, you know. Um, but, Yeah. That, I think that was my first time where I realized so it, the way the game went, we were winning, and uh, we had a pitcher. Our starting pitcher was Brent Furman. He, mm-hmm. he went, I think, three innings maybe. Um, and he kind of struggled, but he was a horse that whole, fall, that whole uh, playoff run. And then Charles Smith came in and just dealt. Um, and then over coaching, you got All-American Bill Reinhardt in the bullpen that Hasn't pitched a ton for us that season, but he's the best player in, in Northern California. So let's get him in there to close it. Mm-hmm. And uh, things got a little wild. It <laughs> <laughs> got a little wild, <laughs> but uh, but uh, we wound up pulling it off. So yeah, yeah. No, I was That's I was cool. there with my uh, I was there with my pops, and I was there with who did I go with? Oh, I went with Ben Dufour, a teammate of mine when I was a freshman. And, uh, yeah, we were just watching the game. I just remember everybody felt tense at, uh, over at Zupo Field. But it was fun. You guys came out on top. So it's, uh, it's a good memory rather than one that you don't want to remember. <laughs> and that was a packed house, too. There yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. All, I think all of Orangevale, Citrus Heights, Fair Oaks was down there that day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I said, man, it, it ruined it for me now. So I haven't the, – the best one I've seen since then was – and it wasn't even a good game, but just the amount of talent. I went to watch uh, Elk Grove play – St. Mary's in Stockton from Stockton. And that's when they had Rowdy Telez, Nick Madrigal, um, Dylan Carlson. I mean, that you look at that team, how stacked that team was. And it was probably some of the best defense I've ever seen from a high school team. I mean, it was just smooth turning double plays. Like it was nothing. And that's at Sac city's field, which is a, they have a hot infield, <laughs> you yeah. know? So um, yeah, that was cool. But anyways, I could go on talking baseball forever, but um, yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> That's 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 what we do all the time, man. Um, go ahead, Deb. You, you want to say something? Yeah. Well, I just before I forget to ask you. So you were a young head, um, you know, head coach coming right from like the JV level. What if you could look back now with your experience? Um, what advice would you give yourself at that age with just never being a head coach? And like you said, you're like I don't know anything. Um, and you just, I mean, you had to go through a lot to learn stuff. So it, what, I guess the question centered around you and your other coaches, like, what would you tell yourself, like how to handle yourself versus how to handle 
your coaching staff? Because I'm sure, or I don't know how big of a coaching staff you had, but I'm sure that was pretty intimidating too. Um, like you have all these, you know, other coaches looking at you and like the parents and the players and you're trying to figure it all out. Is there a big piece of advice you would give to yourself now looking back? This might be a harder question. It's a loaded question, I know. Than your music question. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we, this is what Josh is talking about when we're like, uh, uh, we just kind of those questions are guidelines. We just kind of ask stuff. Um, yeah. Just yeah, um, or just like what? I guess can you remember looking back? Like, was there a question you were like? Was there like a big thing you were trying to figure out? Like, um, you know, how do I figure out the dy- dynamics of my coaching staff, or how do I deal with each player? They have different personalities. Like, how do I put on meetings? Were all those questions running in your head as a head coach for the first time? I, I, I'm going to go around your question a little bit. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you need to do. The advice <laughs> I would give myself um, looking back would be relax. Mm. Okay. No, um, it's not yeah. that serious. You okay. don't. And for me, I, and, and to this day, I'm the same person. I, I can't change this. I remember the losses way more than the wins. Uh, the losses hurt more than the wins. Um, and, you know, every season is different. And you, you always want to have high expectations, but sometimes yeah. you, you're realistic with who, who you guys are as a club um, right. and, and knowing your competition and, and all that. But, um, yeah, I think I just when – I, when I started up, I was just like – I was single at the time. I hadn't got married yet. Um, and it was just, I wanted to make them work out six o'clock in the morning just so we could work out together. And we did that for like two weeks and I'll, Hey coach, we can't do this. And I was like, okay. Uh, you know, and then listen, listening to the players. Um, and I was having a conversation with my wife the other yesterday and, uh, and I find myself working in my classes too. Like if you want, cause if I ask him, Hey, how was today's workout? Would you, would you like, and they're like, yeah, it was cool. Whatever. They don't really, they don't give you a good answer. Mm-hmm. And I find, I, I figured out yesterday. If you want a better answer, you have to ask a better question. Mm. And no, that's, that's good. good. That's really good. Uh, so I, I, I'm not answering your question. I know, but I think just, yeah. <laughs> And don't take everything so seriously. You know, I bring it home. I'd be pissed off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I could say that. Yeah. No, you're you're good. Yeah. We're, you're we're, good. Yeah, don't don't even don't even worry about that. We've had to bleep um, out way worse. You know, <laughs> <laughs> from my brother. So yeah, I, I yeah I I I'm not a historically have not been a very good loser. Um, mm. So yeah, I've I don't know whether it's age or experience. It's just like it's okay. Relax. No. Gotcha. And, yeah. and the, you know, it's, it, here's a perfect story. So two years ago, our, uh, 20, 2018, our, our club went down and we lost to Woodland in the playoffs. And, uh, we didn't, we don't, our district at the time, we didn't, we didn't really have buses. So we got, we got a bus for the playoff game and we lose to Woodland and their ace and, and they're really good. And we were disappointed. Um, but we bought uh, Mr. Pickle sandwiches for the kids to eat on the way home. Cause we knew we were getting home late and they were singing Mr. Pickle song. I, I don't even know what it was. We just, our season is over. 
And these kids are having the best damn time of their lives yeah. on the bus because <laughs> they got a Mr. Pickle sandwich. And uh, there you go. I'm like, <laughs> if, I'm like, I don't understand. Like inside me, I'm like grind, like grinding my teeth. But on the outside, I'm just like, these guys are crazy, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, yeah. you know, you learn your kid, you're learning your kids, you know? Yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll remember, most of them will probably remember that bus ride home singing that Mr. Pickles oh, yeah. song. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I was going to yeah. say too, man, like I've noticed over the last couple of years, you guys have been doing a lot of different things kind of along those lines of fun. Uh, I know you guys have your annual Halloween game, right? Or uh, maybe not Halloween game. That wouldn't make any sense. Or is it a Halloween game during fall ball? Yeah. It's like the last thing of the fall. We, you know, okay. It is fall ball. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's an awesome tradition. Like that's one that's going to be fun. And like you said, your athletes are going to remember that they're going to, hopefully they remember the the big games and the wins down the road, but for fall ball, they're going to remember, you know, whoever dressed up like, you know, a woman who dressed up like a clown and all that stuff. Like that's going to be playing. That's going to be fun stuff. And I even remember you guys, I think you guys got rained out and you know, I think a lot of teams were like, all right, cool. We rain out. Let's, you know, regroup tomorrow. But instead you guys went, I think bowling with the softball team. If I, if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah. Or, nice. or you guys went to Dairy Queen. Like that, see, that kind of stuff's dope to me. Cause I think it's, that's the stuff they're going to remember. And I think it does create a cool, a cool sense of team chemistry and culture, which I always felt like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I always felt like since um, I started playing for you, it always felt like um, team culture was a, something that was really important to you. Uh, trying to create a certain sense of tradition or culture and really making, you know, Rams baseball a, a thing. So when you have a freshman coming into your program, there's some expectations, not only of what, you know, like this expectation of excellence and hard work and all of that, but there's just like, no, when we come in to be a, when we become a ramp, there's a certain standard and there's a certain amount of fun that comes with it. I don't know if that's accurate, but it seems to me that's something that's important to you. Um, I mean, any, any, every coach wants to uh, develop a culture and, and an identity. Um, so it's at the high school level, it can be a little bit of a challenge because year to year you have different kids. And, um, and, and for me, it, it, I'm an evol- I, every year I'm evolving. I'm trying to do new things and, and um, make going back to the previous question relax and it's not all serious it's okay to have fun it's okay to like you said let's all right we're going to ice cream tonight you know or, or we're going to dairy queen or we're going to um the bowling alley you know um right yeah it, it, it just giving them trying to give the kids and this is what i think i've evolved to now is just that I just want to have them, and I, I said this to myself years ago, but I always want to give the kids uh, a better experience than I had, and I had a great experience, you know, playing a game for my coaches and stuff, but uh, there's always something more you can do, and uh, so I've just, yeah. I don't, and I don't, I can't claim any, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I just steal what I, what I see out there on, on Twitter and whatever, and, and, and how can I apply that to what we're doing? That's good. That's, that's how you should be using that's Twitter, great. man. Not for all the negativity um, out there. Yeah. Right. Sorry. My, my internet keeps cutting in and out. So okay, about, five say- times <laughs> or, about five times during this podcast, you guys have been frozen. 
but oh, there we go. The, you guys didn't notice the joy, <laughs> the joys sorry. of zoom, <laughs> the joys of zoom. Hey coach. So with everything happening with COVID, obviously, I mean, you guys didn't um, get to finish your season last year, which was unfortunate for everybody. So what was that like? And you know, how did your team and your parents and the coaching staff take it and yourself? Like how did, how did that, what was that like not being able to finish the season last year? Yeah. How many games did you guys get in? We played five. Five games. Okay. Um, that was, it was, it was really, really hard. Um, we had a special group of kids, you know, we didn't have a huge senior, senior class, but, um, just great kids. And, uh, I saw it coming. I saw the shutdown coming. Um, you know, it was just like us, you know, when, when the COVID stuff started hitting and, and you look back on it, it was like, all right, it was here, it was here, okay, now it's here, and, and then you saw stuff shut, shutting down, and, you know, the, um, I, um, we went, the coaches had a uh, spring great trip to, we we're going to go to spring training and play a couple rounds of golf in Arizona that weekend. Uh, uh. So, Thursday, uh, we played Wednesday, Thursday was practice, Friday was going to be a day off of them, because we were going to be gone, and, uh, and I told the guys, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what, what what's going to come down the road. Um, and, you know, and it's funny, social media pictures. Uh, we took a, our last, uh, you know, our end break where we all go Rams, right? They're all standing six feet away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they, they had already started practicing yeah. the, the social distancing thing. That's awesome. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – really unfortunate and then and then in the weeks after that it was like okay well, we get to may 1st maybe we'll start up maybe we'll just get to play one game versus every league team or whatever and that can be it and then maybe we can do this i mean it was just so um it was yeah it was tough it was a roller coaster for sure um yeah and i just i i um really feel for the seniors because in high school sports you know you not everybody's going to college or yeah. to play call, play in college. Right. And uh, we got one kid going to AR. Um, he's going to try to make the club. We had another kid who was going to go to uh, – he's going to Boise State. And Boise State just recently started their program, I think, like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Or I think this was going to be their first official year of playing collegiate Division One baseball. Wow. He was going to try to walk on, and Boise State just canceled. They There is no Boise State baseball anymore. So um, – I don't know if you would have been make the team or not, but it's just like, you know, you just feel for those, those kind of those guys for sure. Cause they wanted to pursue it at, at another level. Um, and then the other guys that are just like, they know this is their last stop playing it at a competitive level and playing for their school and that pride and playing with their, the kids they've grown up with forever. Um, yeah, that's, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. And, and but the kids today are so resilient and uh, way more, you know, talking about the Mr. Pickles bus ride. I mean, you know, they handle it better than, than adults a lot of times for sure. Yeah. And, I, and I hope they are doing it right now. I think, I think they are. Um, I just hope we don't have to drag this thing on too long. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. No, I, um, Man, I've been I've been saying that since the the beginning of this whole thing is that the people I feel the most for, um, you know, you have some athletes that 
you know, you just know, right? You just, I don't know if you had any of those guys. It sounds like you might not have any of these guys, but there's some teams that have guys or girls that you just know, okay, they're guaranteed to play at the next level, whether it be, you know, D1, D1 sports, or maybe they even have a chance to go further. You know, they lose this season. It's a bummer because it's their last chance to play for their high school, but they do have bigger and better things waiting for them. And it's almost a guarantee that they do. It's really the kids that don't, you know, like you said, this is it. And so if you were excited about your senior season and all of a sudden it just, you know, poof, goes away, um, you know, that's just, that's just brutal. That's brutal for them. And I think, especially when it's, you know, when it's a sense of community too, when that, when that sports is not just the thing that you love doing, but your team being around your teammates five to six days a week, whether it's at practice or a game. I mean, right now, man, you'd be doing you. I mean, you might like in a normal situation, you say, Hey man, I can't do a podcast because I'm over at Sac city playing fall ball. Right. That would be a normal fall for you. And so the fact that those, those athletes don't have that even, and then they have to, you know, their spring season's all, you know, up in the air and kind of, you know, modified and, and weird. It's, it's just tough. I can't imagine what it'd be like being an athlete right now. Right. I just, yeah, same. Here, here's my shirt. You see that? Ah, I like that. It says strength through adversity. Strength through that's adversity. So. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah, Sweeting. that's awesome. This will be over some, at some point, this will all be over. Yeah. And hopefully that will come out stronger and more resilient and maybe hopefully more appreciative of all the great things we have in our lives. You know, oh, for sure. the ability yeah. to travel. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. All the stuff that you take for granted. Um, right. I think people will definitely appreciate that even more. When right. I feel like we've talked before too, I feel like as you're talking about athletes specifically, you're going to know when, when things get back to normal and people are starting to practice and compete again, you're definitely going to be able to tell who's been, like you said, resilient through this whole thing and who's every day putting in the work some way, somehow. I think it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting when they go back to it because I think you're going to tell who's been you know, grinding through this entire, this entire process as difficult as it may be. So um, it, will be, it will be interesting for sure. So, so now moving forward, looking at the baseball season, uh, I guess a couple questions and I, I sent these questions to you before, but you know, what are your thoughts about this modified, you know, baseball season where it's, you guys are starting way later than normal. And then also obviously the big, a big deal for you guys could potentially be multi-sport athletes because baseball would be a sport that's really a, could potentially be affected by that. Um, I don't know if you have any guys that are going to be having to make that tough decision between say basketball and baseball, but um, yeah, yeah, man, just give us your thoughts about what we, what we have coming up. Um, honest, honestly, I was, when, uh, the scheduling came out with the CIF and they, and they combined the spring and the winter season into one, I was, and everybody knows, nobody wants to say it, but it was all about keeping football alive. Um, and which is fine. Um, but I don't know. I, we're getting into politics. I don't want to do that, but um, <laughs> okay. You're good. It's all good. Once, once we stop recording, we'll talk. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there, there might, there's going to be situations I'm sure where kids are going to decide, you know, whether I'm going to do one sport or another, um, which is unfortunate for the guys that really want to play two, two or three sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that the coaches can work together and, and we've talked, we need to have converse. I think coaches need to have conversations about like, how can we make this work? Um, you know, can, can, uh, 
can the basketball team, can, can this kid work out maybe two days a week in the morning before school so he can go play baseball in the afternoons or something like that? I mean, there's creativity in, in scheduling um, that can be done. And, and it's, it's – um, and it's, I think also the kids that do that are, are probably already pretty good time managers. Um, but this will be another opportunity for them to, you know, develop that skill even more. And, and uh, maybe the some guys that's, that it, it's going to be tough for them if they really want to try to do it. But I, I think it's some, I mean, from my perspective, if I got a kid who wants to play basketball and baseball, I want to make that happen. Um, if I got a kid who wants to do track, um, go to, you know, I mean, how many track practices do you have to go to to, run a hundred meter race. Yeah. If you're yeah. faster, fast. <laughs> right. I mean, if you get, I mean, if you get your work in and do you re- so I don't know. I mean, I think there's some creativity that can, uh, that is there. Uh, it's just yeah. having a conversation and, and making a plan about how to make it happen. Right. Yeah. 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 There's, there's definitely, uh, so I'm all, I'm also an assistant athletic director coach and so i'm just just thinking of all the scheduling issues for from january through may to have all three seasons is just insane to me so um i that's the one thing that runs through my mind other than kids having to choose between sports now since they're all kind of squished together well here's another factor too is um i don't think i haven't heard anybody talk about it but Every season for the last like five six years, there's always a shortage of umpires and referees. Mm, yeah. you know, um, right. That's going to be even more com- compounded. And like, right, absolutely. Yeah, we just uh, we just ta- who was it? Oh, we talked to Joe Davidson about that. He was on yeah. probably about four or five episodes ago, and he said the yeah. exact same thing. He's like, it's going to be, it's going to be a little dicey when it comes yeah. to the, the officiating of the sports because you know. Like you said, because I mean, he he had an article or he did a um, a podcast with um, uh, Steve Montoya a little while ago, and they were talking about officiating for different sports and how it's already going down because people are like re- referees and umpires are tired of getting into it with parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, we don't want to do this already coming into the season, and now with everything that's going on and with people being stretched thin, it's going to be even more more challenging. So you know, hopefully, hopefully it uh it all works out, but. Like you said, man, it's, it's, uh, it really is a test of resilience. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be, I don't know, I guess that's the, that's the looking at the glass half full is hopefully people come out of this thing, like you said, more appreciative, stronger, more mentally tough. I mean, I think the, the mental toughness part of this is really key because uh, this whole thing is, I think, a bit about mental toughness. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. Um, going to a little bit more of something that's a little bit more lighthearted and more positive. Uh, I don't know when you started doing this, but I noticed on Twitter you were doing the Wooden Pyramid of Success Awards with your team. Um, now, I, I have a, a brief understanding of how it works, but I want to hear it from you. Like, why did you start it? When did you start it? And how was it received by your team? Um, so go back to the bus ride. So that group of kids um, was a special group of kids. They're um, there, there, that was 29, uh, 2018. So spring of 2019, I, um, I'm always looking for something to maybe not motivate me or inspire me, but I think like when Kevin, you know, talking about Kevin, he has that saying where when your mind goes negative, you gotta do, you gotta say something positive. 
Mouthfeel's positive, yeah. And um, I, and I love that. I mean, and so I'm always, you know, I got books and you know, guys I follow on Twitter that are just inspirational and motivational. And if you can just get like a little nugget here or there, um, you know, it's just another nugget to put in the jar or whatever. Um, anyway, so I was just trying to find something to, and in the younger generation doesn't know who John Wooden is, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, so yeah. so we, we had to do a history lesson on who John Wooden was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I, I found these, I found these plaques in the locker room in my little storage room. I don't know where they came from. And they, <laughs> they cause we share, I, it might've been a soccer thing. I don't know. But, um, okay. So I got this blank plaque and I just, uh, I just had this idea that we're going to, you know, I, I looked at the pyramid and all right, how many weeks are in, how many weeks are in our season? How many blocks are in the, in the pyramid of success? And I just did my you know, baseball math and work, work backwards. The top of the pyramid is, is the championship game. And then I just worked my way down the pyramid. So every week we would have a, I would print up a piece of paper and I had a, I bought a little book about the pyramid of success that kind of explained what uh, one of the blocks was and what it meant and how you could interpret it. And so we'd give that to them on Mondays and at the end of practice or sometimes it'd be any practice. I can't remember. Um, and then we just talked for a couple minutes about what this means to you. Um, and so then it evolved to um, the first week uh, I chose the first player and I can't remember what that was. was the first one enthusiasm. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, gave the kid named Tyler Jarman was just like awesome kid, three year starter for us. And uh, th- this is your award for the week for what you've done. And next week you get to pick. And so the kids, so each, each week, the, the previous week's winner would choose another teammate to recognize for this character trait and, demonstrating that throughout the week. And, uh, yeah, so I took a picture with them or I took a picture of the guy handing the plaque from one guy to the next and, yeah. and, and posted it. And he's, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Social media is like, it's, it's kind of something I guess you have to do. Um, and, but it was, it was cool to see like, like you're, t- we're talking about it right now. Yeah. Uh, I had other coaches and other people like, whether they like, you know, click the like button on Facebook, but I got, I had some emails and things that were really nice and positive about that. Um, cool. And, and it was just that, that group, um, was a special group. And I just, again, what I was saying earlier is just try to make them have as good as experience as they could, you know, cause I mean, we knew we were going to be good that year, but it's one thing just to win, but it's also like having fun together and enjoying the experience. Like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool too, man, because like, like you had mentioned a couple minutes ago, you're on social media looking for little nuggets and little things that you can use um, on your own team. But the, the funny thing about that is that people saw that, people emailed you, other coaches of other teams saw what you were doing and that became like a little nugget for them that they're like, hey, you know what? We saw what Tup was doing. Maybe we can take that and apply it to our own team. So it is one of those things that kind of becomes contagious, you know, when everybody starts buying in and, and people see that positive stuff. So that's awesome. I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think so, man. That's why I always feel like the, the coaching community is just a really important community, right? Because 
you guys, you know, you're competing against each other, but when you compete against someone, whether it's you're competing for against for a position within your own team, whether you're competing against a different team for, you know, to win a game, you know, all of that stuff is building up each other. You know, whether you win or lose, you know, obviously you want to win, but the, the team who's losing, they're still being built up because of the competition and the, and the type of competition you bring to the field every single day. So, yeah, I think when coaches can bounce ideas off of each other, not just challenge each other on the field, but then challenge each other on social media, it's a, it's a really cool thing. I think it makes everybody better when that happens. Yeah. It's, coaches don't get a really a chance to compete like the kids do. You know? Yeah. They, they yeah. should They shouldn't. Right. Well, that's, that's funny you said though, because something I wanted to talk to you about was, and again, kind of going back, I guess down a negative road, I don't mean to do this, but um, when, when all the pandemic stuff started happening and stuff starting to get, started getting shut down, one of my first thoughts was your guys' golf tournament. Um, so I know you guys, you guys as coaches, I know a lot, of, like I think Brad Gunter's out there, a bunch of coaches are out there competing, like you said, so that's the, maybe the one time during the year when you coaches can compete against each other. Um, but that was one of the first things I thought of that was going to be affected by that. Cause I think that's one of those things that you don't hear. We didn't hear a lot about at least was, yeah, you, you're not playing sports games. Uh, seasons are lost, but you also have a lot of those spring fundraisers that are a big deal for sports teams as yourself. And I, I'm pretty sure that's your guys' biggest fundraiser for the year. So, um, I didn't really follow up with it. Did that actually, were you guys able to do it at all or did that completely get shut down? No, we were done. Yeah, got, everything was shut down at that time. So, and that's yeah. a huge yeah. hit. For sure. yeah, yeah, financially, it's, yeah, it sucks. Um, it also sucks because the seniors. So the way the golf tournament works is the kids work the day of the event, and then when you're a senior, you get to play in it. Oh, cool! And, and so those guys, that's just one more one more of those things that those guys uh. didn't experience, you know. Um, but we will, uh, we'll be back. In, I think everything's going to be a little easier to manage. I think as we figure out this, these problems, um, you know, stuff's open now and more is opening. And so we'll see, but I, I think we'll have one this year. I'm hopeful. Um, we might have to make some changes to how it's done, but I think we can do it. Cool. Well, I know people, I know a lot of people that enjoy that tournament yeah. specifically. So I hope you guys are able to do it. I'm not a golfer. Uh, so I like to, I like to watch from afar and just I check out the pictures once you guys are done. I should get you out there to be the MC. So I don't have to do that. <laughs> hey man, you let me know. Hey, we, can, we can do a, we can do a live podcast out there. Yeah. There you uh, go. Fun. Yeah. Your, your Spidey boys. I remember him. Uh, <laughs> sending me Facebook I love those guys. Tell, tell me you're not canceling the golf tournament. We need to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are uh yeah we've been on their podcast before and they're awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> love the spivey guys um, they're crazy <laughs> yeah they're they're crazy uh yeah. sorry sorry Deb, i don't mean to take over I just, i have all these questions that i that totally I taking I, over i, I, I know t- i know okay. tough this is gonna happen it's okay <laughs> um, so so when i when i was playing for you uh so zeb becker was your was your assistant coach pitching coach um and then I think that was – he was kind of – I mean, that was it. Just you two, right? I don't think we had a third coach when I was playing. I think that, I think that year um, – yeah, I think it was just me and him. Yeah. So one of your best friends, right? And then you have, um, you know, Mick Cedarloff, who's been coaching with you basically since – he was a senior when I was a freshman. So he's been coaching since he graduated, right? Um, yep. yep. You, had, you had Victor Rodriguez. I think uh, Ken Furman coached for you for a little while. I mean, you have all these different guys, right? How – I always like to ask coaches, like, how, how important is it 
to surround yourself with great coaches, not just great coaches, but great people. Cause you could put, you could put uh, guys who know the X's and O's and who know strategy and who know the game. But if they're not, you know, if they're not compatible with, you know, pers- personality wise, if they're not kind of filling in the gaps where, you know, you're not able to get to as the head coach, it doesn't really help as much as you would think, right? It's just an extra person out there that you have to kind of worry about. But if you guys are all working together and coordinating well, then it can be, it can really strengthen the entire program. So what, what are your thoughts on that, man? Like, why is it so important to surround yourself with great coaches for a, for a program? Um, the, the first thing that, again, things you learn is from a young through experiences, ability to delegate and trust somebody to do what you, as a head coach, some, you coach a lot less and you're more of a manager of making sure this thing happens, making sure this thing happens. And you have to trust your, trust your guys to, you know, uh, help your players become the best player they can be um, baseball wise. And then also, you know, I think what we've been talking about too is um, all the life. And I've always been life skills, you know, uh, the five P's we were talking about earlier, like just um, those are my beliefs and I talk about them a lot and it's just a, um, just having the same, a similar mindset. And I've been super fortunate um, on my coaching staff over the years. Um, coach Feldman, our JV coach has been there longer than I have. Um, yep. We named the field after him uh, last or two years ago when he hit 20 years. That was fun. Um, yeah, that, was that, was, fun. that was a good day. That, that was, was a really, really good day. Yeah. Seeing all you guys come back and say hi to coach. Yeah. I love Feldman. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what a guy, um, you know, and I, my freshman coaches, I've had my head coaches. I've had um, guys stick around five, six, seven years. Uh, I think coach votes, my freshman coach, I think this is going on year five or six. Um, and then I've tried to, you know, there's Ken Furman, another hard guy. What a hard worker that guy was. Mm-hmm just passionate and love the game and love, love to compete. Yeah. And now he's one of the best umpires. Now he's umpiring. Yeah. Making real money. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Umpires make more than coaches. That, that one kills me too. Um, yeah. I saw him on a Sunday. Uh, I was working out at Castle when a couple of years ago, I saw him umpiring a, uh, it was a NABA game. Yeah. And uh, there, I forgot what the play was, but I was just watching the game for a little bit and there was some ridiculous play and he got into it with a guy and he just turned back to me. He's like, this is my deal. These are grown men out here arguing over these ridiculous things, but yeah. <laughs> he loves it though, man. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Mick, you know, like you said, he, he, he was on that championship team in 03 and just a baseball, baseball guy. He's like, you know, he's like you, he just loves the game and loves me. came up and worked on the freshman team for a couple of years. And then uh, I had, I had to get him up on, my, on our club and he's just like the best dude, man. Like, yeah. Kids love him. He works his tail off doing field stuff for me and taking some of those chores kind of off my off my plate. Um, and I just, you know, I love that kid, man. I mean, he's he's a kid, but he's thirty four years old now or whatever. Um, but uh, did you? Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. Did you? So when you were coaching him, because I always wonder when the coaches see certain guys or certain girls, and they can kind of tell. It's like you know what, they're probably gonna coach one day. Did you see that when you were coaching Mick? For sure. For yeah. sure. It's a baseball rat, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, those kids are in every sport. Yeah. Um, and then the, and then, you know, I've tried to 
there's kids out there that they're graduating in the year, you know, and, and would this person be somebody who we could help groom and help coach, you know, obviously get them involved in the program from the coaching on the coaching side of things. But in it, like uh, we got a guy last year, Brandon cook, super good kid. You know, Ryan cooks, he's his cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Cook okay. Kid. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, awesome kid. Um, but he wasn't going to play college baseball and he was going to, um, he was kind of figuring out what he was going to do with, with himself. And, uh, yeah, so we got him coaching the freshman. He loved, loved being around the kids, loved baseball, you know? And, and so going back to the coaching staff is finding the right fits. And I've been really, 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 really lucky to, um, over the years. So yeah. Anisich was Mike. Mike, it was yeah. Mike. Man, I, mean, I knew there. I knew there was somebody else. Yeah, yeah. But I can't pick, pick I think him. that yeah. was. I think that was his first year coaching with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike had coached me um, a few times through like all star tournaments and tournament teams through uh, my youth days. So yeah, I knew Mike going into that season. So that's right. It was Mike, Mike Yanisich. Um, yeah, man, I just feel like it's it's really important. Plus, these are these are dudes that you're going to be around for an entire season. Like you want to you want to get along with them, right? You want to like mm-hmm. who you're being around because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. So if you're not getting along, it's going to be a long season and it's probably not going to be beneficial for anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, dang, I, I have a bunch of other questions. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, man. I'm, I'm uh, let Deb jump in there. I know this happens. This happens all the time. No all rude. Time. No, it's all good. <laughs> I enjoy Josh taking over sometimes. And I carry most of the weight of this podcast in anyway. Here we go. This is where it starts going off the rails, man. (laughs) (laughs) Totally the opposite. Josh puts that all together. I just show up. That's pretty much what I do. I don't want to bring it up. Yeah. I I carry a lot of weight. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I just have, you know, one of our questions to you, and I'm just really curious how, and it's another advice question, just, you know, for new coaches, like how you, I like how you said, you know, relax, don't take it too seriously. So another question is how do you balance your work life, like your coaching life with your home life, you know, whether or not, you know, married with kids or however you're living, how do you balance that and not take, take it too seriously and take it home at the end of the day? So this was on my prep sheet. So I asked my wife this. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> she gave me some uh, points to speak on. Um, this again, I, I is evolved. It has, I have evolved from where I was you know, when I first started, but, um, the balance is my, I'm my, my wife, uh, was a, she played basketball. Um, she was a coach. She taught at San Juan for, for a few years and she was coaching multiple sports. And when we got together, I mean, I was, see, we got married in 05. So I'd been a head coach for a couple of years. And as we were dating, she kind of saw the investment and in time that I was putting into you know, this part of my career and, uh, being a teacher and a coach. Um, so she has that understanding from an athlete's perspective. And then she also has it from a coaching perspective and the time that you, you put into it. Um, so I, so this support and freedom that she provides me, um, makes the balancing part, um, uh, way easier. Uh, we don't have kids that makes things easier. Um, and just making adjustments over the years to give myself some time off. Um, 
which is hard. It's hard to do sometimes. Now I just don't want to have anything off. I want to, I just want to get back to it. Um, but for example, when I first started coach going, going back years and years, you know, we'd play 25 games in the summer and then we take August off and then we'd come back and we start in September and play 30 games in the fall. And then we, then we do winter, winter conditioning. And then we'd start up in, in, in January and then play another 25, 30 games in the spring. Um, and I never took any time off for the, probably the first five, six years. Wow. Um, and then I know, I, I know a couple things. One, I know I needed to give myself a break. And two, I know the kids need to be coached by other coaches because if they're hearing one, my voice all the time in the spring, in the summer, in the fall, they're missing out on having experiences with other teams, with other coaches. And I'm not that, I'm not that important. You know, I'm just, a, am just, a, you know, our team, you know, Castro Bay baseball is just a, a couple years of their life that they're going to experience. And, and, they're going to go play summer ball with some travel team or whatever. I, I, there used to be kind of a divide and a conflict and in, in a mindset from, from those organizations. Um, and I just don't, it's not worth the energy and the time. The kids need to experience other things. Um, so, and that made me think about going back to your other question about the spring schedule. I think one of the rules is they allowed club sports to also be played at the same time as, the high school sports. So yeah. that's another conflict that's going to rear its ugly head, I think too. Right. Right. That's really, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about that on this podcast when it comes to playing multiple sports, like you see the studies all the time, why multi-sport athletes, why it's better for an athlete to be a multi-sport athlete from the physical perspective, from the mental perspective. But I never really thought about that as far as, you know, obviously, like you said, hearing different coaches or being around different coaches. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as being a multi-sport athlete. You might still be playing baseball in the summer, but they're just not hearing um, you as the coach all the time. And because you could easily get burnt out, right? Same way you would get burnt out with a single sport. You might get burnt out. You might love the coach, but you could potentially get burnt out if you were around that coach all year. So that's really interesting. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I think I think it's in it, and it's the balance here that you're asking the question about it's it's you know it's, it's for them too you know and then for me for me uh, as well as from my my balancing act is just, uh, sometimes I need to step away and not be thinking about baseball all the time not be you know I'm texting coaches just before we got on here about working on the schedule for the spring so wow. uh, it's definitely a year-round job but sometimes it's okay to for me I give myself permission to take a weekend off or a week off or whatever. And there is an off season now. Right. That's, yeah. You know, so. you, you guys typically take a trip to Mexico, right? During the summer? No, our places, we go to the Caribbean. That's the Caribbean. Our, that's oh, what it was. The Caribbean. Yeah. I yeah. love the Caribbean. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. We go, we take a uh, family trip. We've done like last every other year for like last six years. Okay. Or, yeah. So, do you cruise there or do you just go there? No, we, we just go and we'll oh, pick nice. out an island. And mm. the last uh, three trips, we've just rented a big house and my in-laws and some friends yes. and whatever. So, yeah, we last trip was to Turks and Caicos. 
Nice. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. It was amazing. So oh, hopefully this coming year, this coming summer is our, is our year. So hopefully, uh, yeah. Yeah. You get back to it. Sort, sort it out here pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. The planning, process, you... the planning process is getting ready to get started. Nice. Nice. That, that's how you balance work life. Good that's work. exactly That's what I was hoping you would talk about, man. Cause I'm like, I see those pictures. And I get jealous every time. We always do that trip right when school gets out. So like right at the end of the year when we're just like make a run for it, need to get away. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Well, when you sent me that song and I kind of, kind of felt the vibe of that, uh, that band that you sent me uh, for your life song. I'm like, yeah, I bet this makes sense for tub. Cause I, 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 I <laughs> be at the beach all the time. So there's it makes this, sense. Yeah, so that the story behind those guys too is, um, um, we went down to uh, Catalina Island. Never been mm. there. And you fly to Catalina, or you fly to Long Beach, yep. and you took a ferry over there. So we're getting ready to get on this ferry, and I look over and I go, "That's the guys." And oh, uh, really? Yeah. So we got up. We got on the. It was a two-story uh, ferry. So we go sit upstairs. We're like the first ones up there. And a couple minutes later, these guys come up and they go, Hey, uh, can we sit here with you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we came to see you guys. So yeah, let's have a seat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we had like That's a awesome. 40 minute ferry ride with them over there and then, uh, watched them play one day on the patio. And then we wound up camping right next to them. No way. And, yeah. It was, it was really cool. It was, a, it was a cool weekend. Wow. And Catalina, That's awesome. Catalina is beautiful though. Mm. Oh, I bet. My, <laughs> anytime someone brings up Catalina Islands, my brother always makes fun of me because I, I always use that uh, team talk about the swimmer and about the Catalina Islands and all that. So anytime uh, someone mentions Catalina Islands, uh, Jordan likes to make fun of me. He's like, oh yeah, ask this dude about Catalina Islands. He talks about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> definitely so. to go there. A nice long weekend there for sure. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Um, yeah. Well, hey, man, we want to we want to be respectful of your time. We definitely appreciate you uh, hopping on the podcast with us. So uh, we got one more question for you, man, and it's the most important question. Uh, I got on my buddy. We can we can keep going. Hey, man, we'll we'll join you for your uh, <laughs> class in the morning too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one Zoom to the other. Um, yeah. So what is what is character to you, and why is it so important? So, and. Another uh, name from the past, uh, Tony Asaro. He's been on here, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, what salt of the earth guy that guy is. I, I love that guy. He's awesome. Um, so we were playing the River Cat games, you know, Rayleigh Field, and Tony would come talk to the guys. And I got to know him over the course of the years when we started the Score Academy at CASA. Yeah. So I helped start that. And, and um, so we'd go down there, take the kids down, and he would talk every year and his message is, has always been the same. And I can't, you can't say it any better than he does. And he says, character is what you do when, when nobody's watching. Right. And I mean, you can take that where you want to take it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can, um, I don't know how you can, I don't know what the word is. How do you, how do you explain it any better than that? I mean, you know, and, and, yeah. and what, what is, what is character? Uh, it's just who, you know, it's, I think just being my first podcast and talking about it, I, I've talked about evolving as a person and uh, 
I think that's your character is something that's going to evolve over the course of your lifetime. Um, making it with you trying to become the best version of yourself. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And, yeah. uh, and I can say this for sure, man, I know that it's been a, a big thing for you, the character piece, especially over the last few years, when you started coming to the character combine, um, you were always a big supporter of that. And I think you were, I think maybe one of the top three, top three programs that brought people to the event. I think one year you brought, I think almost 70 guys. Um, so definitely appreciate that, man. Definitely appreciate the support. And like I said, man, it's, it's obvious that, you know, instilling character into your athletes is important. So we, we definitely appreciate coaches like you, man. Um, well that was unfortunately that's what a great event that was that you guys were doing um, and the think about some of the, just the the speakers like you guys had david goggins when nobody knew who david goggins was yeah now he's, now he's a best-selling author it's kind of he's kind of a big deal now <laughs> right um yeah i wonder who you guys would have if you were still doing it but i'm glad to see that um you're carrying the message on it it's good to see you have a passion to you know, that you're, I know it's not a side hustle, but it's definitely something that you're giving those little nuggets out to everybody. That's, that's awesome for you, Josh. Appreciate and, it, man. and, and head uh, coach to player. I'm just super proud of you as a person. Um, and it's good to see my guys, you know, like I said, I don't have kids. So when I see guys coming by the, uh, the fencing where you do the little, where you do the little handshake in, in, in through the chain link fence, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, it's just like, that's the best part of coaching has been really this relationship, you know, seeing kids come back and talk to them and, you know, wins and losses, you know, whatever, you know, that's yeah. the part of the thing that I've learned going back to relaxing is it's like, it's not that important, you know, but me talking to Josh Takamoto, 15 years after we graduate high school is that's important, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Awesome. We're, we're going to wrap this thing up before I start crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man, we, we definitely appreciate it. I appreciate awesome. the kind words. Um, where can they follow you? Where can they follow your baseball team, social media, that stuff? Jesus. No, <laughs> we didn't uh, warn you about that one. We should have warned you no. about that one. <laughs> He's like, whoa. He's like, I wasn't ready. Our, our, our Twitter. Like I haven't even tweeted or done anything. Um, I think our Twitter's at Casa Baseball. Okay. And then we had an Instagram. Like Mick was doing Instagram for a while, but I didn't want to do Instagram because uh, Instagram were Casa Roble Baseball. Okay. And then uh, I guess my personal is just Ed Tupper on Facebook. You know? There you go. Cool. Cool. I'll try to start posting some dinner and vacation pictures for you. There you go. Hey, yeah, we, we need it, man, especially right now. <laughs> Deb, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character. We're on Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. That's it. And that's it. Cool. Yeah, hey. thank you so much for coming on here and for talking to us so late in the evening. And it was really, from, from my perspective, I just have to say it was really cool just – you know, I can see your guys' dynamic watching you two catch up. I can't imagine coming back, you know, 15 years after coaching someone and being on my, you know, my athletes podcast. Like that would, for me as a coach, that would be such a cool, a cool thing. So that was really, so thanks for letting me be a part of the conversation. You guys I appreciate it. <laughs> Hands are still sweating. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. <laughs> For sure, man. So next time we have you on, you won't have any sweaty palms or anything like that. You'll be yeah. ready. <laughs> but that was yeah. great. You did an awesome job, man. So, uh, hey, take yeah. care. Uh, stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, we're looking forward to this upcoming baseball season, man. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks. Later. Thanks.